The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Afternoon, two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. Kimbo on the Reach with you for the next two hours. Live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. It's currently 18 degrees outside. Lovely spring day. Uh, we love our friends at Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. And Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. A lot to get through today, so let's release the stallion from his barn. What's to you? What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? Mm. It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. Uh, to be good afternoon to Michelangelo Rucci. The words in that song, Why You So Sad. There are reasons to be sad today, but there's reasons to celebrate a great man. We'll get to that very, very shortly. Uh, good show coming up, Rooch. How are you today? I'm I'm good, Kim. I'm good? good. Understandably, mm. yeah, there's a bit of yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Well, yes. we will get to the late and great Jeff Motley. Yes. He was an absolute uh, ripper. Always Number found 17. Him, yes, always found him a gentleman, Roach. He seemed to have time for yep. everyone. True. A true. good and astute businessman too. True. Hey, guests uh, coming up today at 3.35, uh, Port Adelaide AFLW forward Gemma Houghton. Uh, your mob playing uh, the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, so Gemma goes back to her lands of Western Australia to hold up the Port Adelaide attack because, can I steal your line? No, you can't. All right. I so put a lot of work it. into it. You do it. Well, a saint. A saint no longer. Hey, we'll, get, yeah, we'll, we'll explain We'll flesh all. that out a little later. We, we will. Uh, just after four o'clock, uh, we're having a chat to one of the Wakelands. We'll have no idea who it is because they're twins. I was always confused. I, I, I always wondered why Port didn't actually just name one on the team sheet and use one in the first half and the other one in the second half and keep them fresh. Uh, don't do those uh, Ben and Harry Mackay jokes, uh, Rooch. Uh, Shane Wakeland is joining us, former St Kilda and Collingwood star. Now, he played against Brisbane in their last grand final victory in 2003. We will not even work out how many years ago that was, Rooch. Let's move on from that. Uh, 252 games. Who was the better Wakeland? Oh, don't open that door. (laughs) No, we won't do that. Can open words Why would you do that? Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't plan to say that. Uh, Apologies for my uh, voice. And can we do the line? Twins born on different dates? They were, weren't they? Yes. Daryl, 11.45. Shane, 12.05. Yeah, poor mum. Um, (laughs) At 4.35, we'll be chatting neither David Wildey. He's locked in. But we're hoping that Brett Ratton will get back to us as well. I think he's at one of those grand final celebrations. uh, I've got a few friends in Melbourne. They've been, what are we today, Wednesday? Oh, They've been to a lunch on Monday, the Brownlow on Monday night, a lunch yesterday, and a lunch today, and a dinner tonight. Yeah. And this is why the Victorian government paid yes. so much to have the grand final held there until, what is it, 2054, yeah. Rachel? You know very well Brett replies very quickly, but he I does. dare say the phone is off because... Might be with Stephen Kernan, Greg Williams and the crew. Yeah, could could be. So we understand yeah. that. But uh, David Wildey will join us as yes. well. There's a lot to talk about mm. and we'll get his selections for the grand final as well. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow evening, Roach, I'll be here tomorrow. I head off to Melbourne. Looking forward to doing the show over there. Uh, you will be missed. I didn't bring it up for that reason, to poke the bear. Mm. Right. <laughs> but I have. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, let's jump into it. This on a, a serious note, uh, we have lost the late and great uh, Jeff Motley. To those in the know, this wasn't an enormous surprise. 88 years young. Yeah, and he did it tough recently. He lost his eyesight a few years ago and just recently had to leave the family home because of the issues that you get with age and dementia and ill health. But we will remember him as a man of great strength. The record speaks for itself, Kim. The mm. nine league premierships at Adelaide Oval should always be remembered. He had the pressure of completing the six in a row. Foss Williams retired at 58. Jeff stood up as captain coach. Didn't want to be captain coach. Just mm. wanted to be a player. But finishes the six in a row, which was enormous pressure to do that. The McGarry Medal of 64, four best and fairest at Port Adelaide. That premiership coach in 59. He is in Port Adelaide's greatest team. He represented the state 28 times. And it must be remembered in that 63 team at the MCG mm. that ended a 37-year drought for South Australia. When the Victorian selectors had to name and issue a trophy for the best South Australian player, they gave it to Jeff Motley. So that tells you how yep. good he was that day. Hall of Fame nationally, club and with the state. Mm. Now, everyone's going to have a Jeff Motley story. You know the ones. You probably went through his sports store with Greer and Ebert and all that. Everyone will have a story, whether it was in business, football, Motley life. and Greer. Yeah, yep. and then it was Ebert because Russell Ebert mm. was there as well. Now... <clears throat> I think, I think one of my proudest moments, you know very well, if you get ink on the back page of the tiles or even the front page of the tiles, you can use some influence. It, Let's it, not dismiss that. Exactly, okay. before no. it became the Harvey Norman paper. Right. Yep. When a back page was a back page. Yes. Mm. And if you can use it for change for good, it's a great purpose. I'm extremely proud of the way in which Keith Thomas, when he was Port Adelaide Chief Executive, recognised, as I pointed out, that we were going to Adelaide Oval in 2013 when it was remodelled. The man who had won more premierships as a player on that ground wasn't recognised anywhere. You couldn't find anywhere where it was Jeff Motley as a tribute. It just seemed so right that the Port Adelaide race should be named after Jeff Motley because of what he stood for as a premiership captain, as Agreed. a coach. The man who had run out onto Adelaide Oval and come back to the change rooms with a premiership cup or flag more often than anyone else. And this was the day that Keith Thomas announced to Jeff Motley that the race would be named in his honour at Adelaide Oval. Now we'll officially name and dedicate our players' race, the Jeff Motley race. Now the significance of that is that we are honouring perhaps one of the greatest playing records of any player ever to have played our game. Uh, and thankfully, played them for Port Adelaide. When I consider some of the things that I've been able to achieve to have me honoured in this way uh, means an enormous amount to me because it's from Port Adelaide for Port Adelaide and that's where it counts. I was always most proud of the Premiership when we won it in 59 because that was my first year as coach and uh, it created an Australian record of completing for six Premierships in a row. It rates with that but anything else in terms of uh, McGeary medals or whatever else was achieved uh, is a, distant, a far distance from that. It was hard to leave the studio yesterday, Kim, at five o'clock. That's when Jeff left mm. us. Um, message from Juanita, his daughter, to say that the moment had come. I mean, we, Like you say, we knew that he was in a tough space. It knocks you. It absolutely knocks you to think, you know, this is a man who you'd speak to once a week. Mm. And, and Jeff was big on seeing injustices mm. in football. He saw an injustice in the way in which Nathan Buckley was being treated, Brett Chalmers was being treated through the draft. He got on the front foot. We're going to miss him because he's one of the greats. He 
wore that number that you love so much, the number 17, and, and one of the rare ones who did become a Port Adelaide captain and won and then said, no, I'm going back to 17, and they accepted that, the break of tradition. Uh, his work with the state teams as state manager, it just every bit about Jeff Motley's story is about him, not only a great footballer but a great man, a man of enormous principle. Well, he will not be forgotten. We send our love and strength to the Motley mm. family and all of their friends. Uh, what an indelible mark he has left on the yeah. game as a person and a player and a coach. Yeah, so condolences to Juanita, Peter and Brett. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Fifteen on a Wednesday afternoon. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. A stack of texts coming through, especially in regards to the late and great Jeff Motley. This one says, Jeff Motley, as a player, manager to 10 young footballers playing in the VFL and AFL, don't dismiss the importance of that. Exactly. He had great uh, business acumen, no question of that. Uh, let's continue, Roach, uh, around the grounds. Uh, you have a... Bit of a whisper, a little bit of uh, goss on Corey Enright. Well, our listeners were superb the other day when they got word that Nathan Bassett would be leaving Port Adelaide as defence coach. Thank They're you, Kerry. The same people who are giving us these tips are saying, I have a question about Corey Enright. So what do we do, Kim? We go to the source, don't we? We don't muck around. Knocked on Chris Davies' door. He said, yes, mm-hmm. Corey Enright does have a relationship with Ken Inkley, as you would well understand. 332-game player at Geelong. He was his assistant coach and so forth. But they have no indication that Corey Enright is prepared to leave St Kilda to come back to Adelaide. So we can put a break on that one and see what emerges in terms of their new assistant coach. Now, those whispers are, yes, Ken and Corey Enright do have a relationship. They do talk, but don't add one and one together and get five. What, are you going to give percentage of what's happening then? You're, I'm not going there ma- again. Massive each way bet then. Not going there again. You should have just stopped that big not chance Corey Enright coming to Port Adelaide. But we don't want to mislead people. Oh, gee, that was long-winded. Um, I'll give you something. Mm. Bumfluff Benny was walking down Highland Street today and walked past Chris Scott. Yes, his lovely wife is an Adelaide girl. Mm, is that the supporter. only reason he's here? Um... There might be some other reasons. <laughs> Heaven forbid you say something. You're meant to be a newsbreaker. All right, just uh, coming yeah. over to see family. Uh, nothing to do with Scotty Lysett. Who would know, Kim? Oh, my goodness. Hey, tune in. We'll give you more gold right throughout the show. Who would know? What about, can you tell me anything definitive on Brett Well, Ratton? Brandon Zirk Thatcher was at Port Adelaide today. I can give you that as well, a definite. Oh, hello. He's just woken up. <laughs> We're not going to make it up. Well, no, but. Tell us. Well, he's a, well. we know that Scott Lysett yeah. has got to consider his options with Port Adelaide and others. Right. Geelong's one of those. Let's yes. move on. Brett Ratton, a hawk again. Ah, now that is definitive. Now he is back at Hawthorne as the head of coaching performance and development. Yes. Read that as coaching director. Now we know yeah. that Brett Ratton had that experience at Carlton as senior coach, then went and joined Alistair Clarkson for that premiership yeah. run between 13 and 18, yep. then went to St Kilda. Then went to North Melbourne with Alistair Clarkson. Mm. But he wanted a serious role in footy and Hawthorne's offered that to him in what we would call coaching director. Which answers the question why he left North Melbourne. Yep. Which we thought was strange given that he filled in as the interim coach and yeah. Clarko brought him there. But um, but probably also good that you then 
get away from that and don't. Yeah, you don't want the players then looking. Oh, we, can we get Brett Ratton back, please? You know, you get that drift in it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And it's a senior position, and he deserves that. Yeah, uh, I'll use the line now, Rooch. Yes. As Saint, oh, yes. Port Adelaide Football Club full forward. Here's AFL a headline. You start. Here's a headline. Ash Saint, we love you, but a saint no more. Saint the sinner. <laughs> I don't agree with this decision. Fill us in. So she went to the tribunal last night to argue against the suspension for what is now becoming the classic moment that when you tackle a player, if in the end that tackle finishes be it with one motion or two, where you want to argue this one, with the player making head contact with the ground, you're going to be in trouble. I've looked at it, Kim. I do think there are two motions. You don't, do no, you? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think she initiated the two motions. Okay. I think it was just the other girl falling down. I admit both her arms were pinned, mm. but the force was minimal. Yeah, but the red flag the girl as gave soon her as little her head head's ground. Yeah. Oh, but Rooch. But, Kim, that's where we're at. Well, we weren't there. We weren't there with Todd Marshall. We weren't there with Todd Marshall in Geelong when he was on his haunches after the debacle mm. the previous week. Yeah. We weren't there with Jacob Wiedering. So, no. Um, but I know we always talk about the fact that Montana McKinnon missed a game for potentially hurting someone when she missed yes. someone. Yes. So that means Ash Saint will not be there for Port Adelaide v West Coast at the weekend. Mm. And Gemma Houghton, who will be joining us, will have a greater load to take on and kicking goal support. It's a winnable game. Yep. Uh, Jack Payne, uh, he's been under injury watch. Uh, we know that Taylor Adams was ruled out yesterday. Jack Payne's had syndesmosis. A mm. lot of people saying wouldn't make it. Uh, he trained today. I think Looked it was earlier good in this move, morning. His movement, yeah. yeah, and he was doorstop. This is how he said he's feeling. Today was a massive tick with how I uh, progressed the training. So, um, yeah, rehab it this afternoon and tomorrow on a day off and then hopefully build there um, come Thursday. Come yeah. on, what do they do? Then Darcy, Darcy Gardner, was uh, he was grabbed uh, and doorstop <laughs> just after, and this is what he said, damn it! Uh, come on, there might not be that. I know. Because Chris vagan has been very clear, not going to risk injured players. It's a big risk. Mm, big call. Yeah, and then the other one, Kim, Daniel Rich. you got to feel for Daniel Rich. He's had a long career. Yeah, I'm but when you get to this point, you've hung around Brisbane, done the right thing, by the Lions. When he comes to done this, the right thing, he's been paid for it. I don't know what you're saying. He was tempted to go, put temptation in front of him to go back to WA. Well, Stayed that, that, true to the Lions when everyone else I'm was sure, running out. I'm sure he was reimbursed for it adequately. Oh. Where's, your, where's your heartstrings on this one? <laughs> you keep going. Rich, oh. I was just saying, he's been fortunate. He's had a wonderful career. He hasn't mm. had career-ending injuries. He's played in good teams and bad teams. He's ran the gamut of emotions. If you listen to one of his interviews before, he doesn't leave the game any less whether they win the game, yeah. lose the game, whether he plays or not. He still feels a part Where's of it. Where's your sentiment? Oh, this is vomitous when you make out you're nice and caring. <laughs> um, let's go to someone who is. That's Adam Kingsley. Uh, appointed coach of the year. I love this, Roach. Just because you're the minor the coach that gets the minor premiership or – that doesn't, shouldn't guarantee you that you win the Coach of the Year. So I love it that Adam Kingsley was appointed Coach of the Year. Here's Kingo. Coming from the coaching association and all the coaches voting on it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's quite surreal, really. I, I'm just, as I said at the start, I'm stoked that, that they consider me the Coach of the Year and, you know, I'm just, yeah, just really happy about it. There were moments there when you miss out on jobs where you kind of go, well, geez, is, is this ever going to happen? Is this job for me? Should I just settle down and just be as the best assistant coach I can possibly be, or should I move on to something else and and really explore 
other avenues. And uh, and so all those sort of bridges you cross when you miss out on jobs, and I'm sure everyone in any profession is the same when they aspire to to grow and uh, progress in their jobs and they don't quite, um, you know, it doesn't quite work out for them. But, I mean, it's, it's important to, to reflect and learn your lessons and then try and grow, and, and that's exactly what I did. He was a nervous wreck in the first few games, had to get the stress yeah. ball roots. I need to go to a break. Before we do that, though, Phil Davis, uh, you talk about great careers. This has been an absolute beauty. Uh, this was Phil talking about the qualities that Adam Kingsley Ooh. brought to the club. Oh, I'd say clarity. If I had to just, you know, sort of obviously not the most emotive word of all time, but he's just so clear in how he communicates and, and what he expects. And I think that's all you really want as a player is someone to say, hey, this is how we're going to play. This is what we're going to do. And this is what I expect from you. And he never wavered from that. Um, and I think that was a big part of, you know, how we got success and also success and how also he got some players that had played some inconsistent footy over the last few years to be incredibly consistent. Gee, that's a good testimony. Yep. Clear messaging, Roach, like keep an eye on the clock. Oh, what time is it? <laughs> you are hopeless. Uh, here is, here's the text. Can you blokes go one hour without saying Port Adelaide? Well, probably not. Um, we're only on for two hours. and uh, A Port Adelaide legend has passed. Mm. We've got a guest from Port Adelaide on. We had uh, live in the studio last night, Scott Burns. How good was Crow's that? senior assistant coach. You tell me why he's not a senior coach somewhere. Well, because he wants to be here with family. He answered that question for you, Rich. You asked him. Mm. What are you, he is painted I on don't, I hey? don't want that opportunity to be missed. Oh, the game would be poorer without him. Here's the caring Rich again. Here we go. Give me a bucket. Let's go to a break. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimo and The Rooch. Three twenty-nine on a Wednesday afternoon. Currently eighteen point three degrees. Gone up point three degrees. Roach. I um, I've mentioned the boys for a while. It's very naughty on my behalf. Uh, you can catch the Brecky boys, Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh, Tuesday to Thursday from six a.m. through to eight thirty a.m. Are they going to the grand final? I would say Bixwood is a hall of famer. Uh, Walshy manages to get in there as a mm. ground announcer at most events. I don't yes. think he's broke his way into the MCG yet. Oh well. Always one one stands out from the crowd. Uh, coming up, Gemma Halton were at three thirty. Shane Wakeland at four o'clock and four thirty. David Wildey. A lot of text coming through. Uh, this one, Roach. Now I'm going to be a wet blanket here. I think mm-hmm. uh, Dan Houston's funny antics at the Brownlow were great. Glad the young lad can let his hair down. Should have got goal of the year. Uh, in my opinion. Now, goal of the year, that's uh, that's fair enough. Um, he was in the final three. I remember watching it and I saw Dan bullfrogging a um, glass of champagne. That's when you put the whole glass in your mouth and throw your head back. And um, It's not the way to drink champagne. Uh, well, I just thought we were past that. Mm. You know, a player sculling a drink every time that they get a vote. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was something. You. It was in the 90s and the noughties or something. Um, yeah. I know it sounded like a wet blanket. Sorry, AJ, to be boring, and I like a good time more than most. I'm known to be very irresponsible, but, yeah, not when kids are watching. They're the heroes yeah, are there, and they yep. just think, oh, that's gotcha. cool, yep. just scull a drink. No, yeah. No. That's yeah, not the and, image to be set uh, And Dan's an absolute ripper, yes, but I is. thought, no, nope, shouldn't have done that. Here's another one. Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Maybe Scott Burns is just biding his time for a senior job available right here in Adelaide across the road from where he is now. Should 2024 start like 2022 did from Blake? 
Blake, you are the Hello, new... Hello, Blake. Mm. He's the new prophet of doom. Mm. Uh, boys, Ash Saint was hard done by. If you look at the incident, it looks like the Geelong player exaggerated the force of the tackle to make it look bad. The umpire and the tribunal have been sucked in. More and more players are doing this. That's from Mickle. Yeah, you've been hitting on that point for a long time. I, can I just say, I think I was the first player in the person in the world, so I'm not <laughs> a player playing. anymore. I'm a player after hours. <laughs> no, I got on it really early. Yeah. Chris Fagan famously came out and said, oh, I don't know of any player that wants to bang his no, head into the ground. No, they wouldn't do that. No, oh, fair income. Uh, I agree with you. Who was that? Mickle. Yeah, there's no way she should have got a game for that. And this one's been coming through, Rooch. 3.32, got to go. Um, hello, boys. Any word on the Eagles' new coach? All the finals are finished now. Something should be forthcoming. That's from the Wimp. And Robert sent through earlier. Uh, Kim and Rooch, Woodville West Torrance Football Club, will be announcing their next coach Friday. Ooh. Do you know who it is? I do. From Robert. Well, Thanks, tell Robert. us, Robert, all right? And we'll announce it after the news. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. The sun is shining, 18.2 degrees outside. Uh, Just a reminder, Shane Wakeland coming up after 4pm. I remember the scenes in 2004 when Port Adelaide won the premiership and Daryl, his brother, spotted his twin in the crowd and they embraced and they were both in tears. It was a beautiful moment. We'll talk to Shane about that. David Wildey at 4.30 though. But right now, thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport, we're going to have a chat to Gun Port Adelaide AFLW star, Gemma Houghton. Hello, Gemma. Hello, how are you? Not bad. We're damn annoyed what happened to Ash Saint. Well, Roach thinks it was a fair decision. I think it was a ridiculous one. Without getting you in trouble, how did you feel about it? <laughs> yeah, careful, Gemma. <laughs> it's a good way to start the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, let's um, put it this way, Gemma. Don't get into trouble. What does a player learn from that incident about what they can and cannot do on the football field now? Yeah, well, I think um, there's a lot of education around safe tackling and, you know, sometimes when you're in the heat of a moment and in the game, um, it might not always look like that. But, I mean, I I know 100% that Ash um, is going into every tackle to protect herself and the players and it's just one of those things that we're all um, disappointed about. But it's just unfortunate that it just, yeah, she just got off. Um, it's a, a high tackle. Uh, no, it's not unfortunate. It was a bad decision. I'll say it for you. Hey, 14th v 18th, you play the West Coast Gemma. this Friday. Yes, you're going back to your your home state, back in WA. How do you think you're tracking at the moment? Yeah, I'm um, really looking forward to, to going home. And um, as you know, we've got quite a few WA girls um, at Port, so it'd be nice to get them home and get a bit of a crowd in WA. I think the girls, um, you know, we come off every game with reviews and we've just been building each week and um, we know what we need to do to get the job done Friday night and we're looking forward to another challenge. Hey Gemma, have you checked the goalposts at Albert and Oval because the men's team misses shots, now the women's team is missing shots. What is going on with goal kicking at Port Adelaide? <laughs> well, there is a bit of a breeze. Uh, there definitely is a breeze down there. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. We, um, yeah, we just... We want to be able to back ourselves in front of set shots. And um, I know there was a few shots on the weekend that um, myself included 
mm. uh, could have made, which would have made a difference. But um, yeah, that's been something we've all um, taken, you know, on this weekend is our goal setting. What's the best AFLW game you've ever played? You made the AFLW team of the round uh, last week. 18 disposals, three goals, 324 metres gained. Have you played better games? Um. Yeah, I would say that's definitely up there. I think, um, it, to be honest, it just feels good to be back out there um, injury-free and just running around. Yeah. It's You know, obviously I got injured quite early last season and missed a lot of the lot of the games. So just to be back at good form and to put my best foot forward for the team and um, give my best is, is what I want to do each game. And uh, we've got to ask about the welfare of Indy Tahu, who unfortunately did her oh, knee. Yeah. Um, has she had the surgery yet and how is she tracking? Yeah, um, really disappointing with Indy's um, injury and she's such a, you know, obviously she showed in the first four games how vital she is to our structure and she's going to be missed a lot. But um, she's in great hands of support. I know she's got surgery in the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, um, we'll get around her and she can't wait to get back out with us next season and um, she's in good spirits. Gemma, it was all very rushed last year and you're all having to know each other in an inaugural squad. Where have you made progress so far this year? Yeah, I think um, just having that off-season as well together and doing those hard sessions, I think you build a lot of trust when you see your teammates um, putting in the work and that's mm. something we did in the off-season. We did a lot of running sessions together and met at the club when it wasn't um, you know, in the access of hours. So we just met outside of that. And I think that built a lot of trust and friendship in the group. Um, and, you know, another opportunity this weekend to travel. And we all know when you travel interstate and play games, um, it just brings you closer together as a team. So we're really looking forward to travelling and, um, you know, getting to know each other more and building that bond. Game style-wise, game style wise, where do you think you've progressed that second year in? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're just uh, we're playing more attacking footy mm-hmm. and fast footy. And, you know, with... Short, shorter quarters, it's so important to be fit. And I think, you know, we've got that fitness base now of, um, of the AFLW level and we're just trying to match it with every team in the competition. And I think that's a big difference in our game um, is, you know, the, the fitness and um, just getting to know each other and, you know, working out how each player wants the ball and where they want it in the position. And I think that adds a lot um, into games. As a former Fremantle player, does it mean a bit more when you come up against West Coast? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we had a lot of derbies back in WA yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I know a few of the girls in the West Coast. So I think, yeah, it definitely does um, add a little bit of fire in your belly, especially coming from WA. And I know probably the other girls in WA feel the same. Um, but, you know, I think we want to play any game like that just with that fire in our belly and, um, you know, not not take any teams lightly. We know West Coast are mm-hmm. chasing their first win for this season. So, it won't be easy, but um, we, we trust our game plan and, and um, trust that we can get the job done. And talking of bellies, we've been chatting to your coach, Lauren Arnell, uh, every second week or so. Uh, how's she been tracking? How's she coping? Yeah, really well, actually. Um, uh, we Well, I don't know if the others do, but I, I call the baby <laughs> bean. Um, so every time I see Loz, I, I just tell her, I'm just like, hi, Loz, how's Bean? Um, uh. And she's getting bigger each week. So... It's, it's really special to be able to share that with Loz and, um, you know, she's such a honest, genuine coach and, um, you know, just to be able to share that part of her new journey of life um, is really special. And she told us she hasn't had any weird food cravings. You haven't spotted anything? No mood, mood <laughs> no, swings? I ha- 
No, no mood swings, um, <laughs> which is which is good. Um, I think it's just going to be um, the battle of which number the baby takes on the Guernsey. I think it's going to be 27 so far, so we'll wait and see. Gemma, you're playing Friday evening. What's the return back to Adelaide and how does that coincide with the AFL Grand Final? You'll be watching it on the back of the seat of an aeroplane or will you still be in Perth when that game's on? Yeah, I think um, most of the girls will travel back um, Saturday. I'm, I'm fortunate that I can um, come back Monday yep. and so I get a bit of time with the family in Perth. So I'll probably watch it with um, yeah, a couple of close family and friends back in Perth. Who are you tipping? Oh, uh, look, I, I'm going to have to say Collingwood because I think that um, they've just got the home advantage with the crowd. And, yeah, well, it helped last week too. It was probably mm. worth at least a point, and that's what they won by. Well, it probably <laughs> at least was. A point. Yeah, at least. Uh, well, you'd think 90-odd thousand would be worth a yeah, point, Roach, wouldn't you? Would. Hey, Demi, your game gets underway at 8.45. There's no Friday night footy because of the grand final, so all footy lovers will be watching yep. you taking on West Coast. We wish you all the very best. Uh, yeah, and uh, thanks to our good friends at IGA Supermarket supporting women in sports. Stay on the line. We have a $100 IGA voucher for you. Bumfluff Benny, our producer, will sort that out with you. Good luck on Friday. No worries. Thanks, guys. Gemma Houghton, she's a ripper. Uh, text coming through, and this is true. We've talked about this before. Roots, this one says, considering the length of their season, AFLW are saying that Ash Saints' tackle is twice as bad as Jack Martin's roadhouse right to Blakey's jaw. That's from Michael. Yeah, but how do you give half a game suspension? Well, you can't, can give you? a fine. Well, you can. What a fine. No, you could you could uh, do oh, a point and, system. Okay, demerit points. So you get 1,000 points and that's 500. It, it's too you. much when you've yeah. got 10 games in a season, yep. Roach. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Uh, that's in my humble. Thought of that on the run, Roach. Mm. IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport for great saves and local faves. Visit your nearest IGA. I'll give you time to think about this so you don't procrastinate, Roach, because you can be a procrastinator. I like to be a deep thinker, Kim. And a matter of fact, your point about Dan Houston has made me think, didn't they take away alcohol from mm. the tables from the Brownlow because when of was this? That? It was pre-COVID. Remember, there was that issue of that sculling on votes, and they said, that's right, we're taking the alcohol off the tables. What happened to that decision? Well, they're ago? adults. They're adults. I, I think most clubs are advised. They advise their players how they should behave, and mm. uh, and a lot of them don't think that they're going to be on TV, but as soon as you get the votes, you are. And yeah, bullfrogging drinks. Um, uh, that'd be a no. Sorry, AJ. Uh, here's a, the, probably the best text of the day. Roots, you've been sooking up about not going to the grand final. This text says, <laughs> sorry to bring it up, but this text says, Roachy. Just put more salt in the wound. Well, I've got to read this. It says it from Chopsy. Yeah, Roachy, yes. if you settled your coffee debt, which is 13, you owe me, you would be going to the grand final. Give and it shall be given unto you. That's not how it works. Give and you shall receive. That is not how well, it why works. why don't you bloody try it? <laughs> the all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.51, I'll jump in quickly there. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. And we're live from Studio Lumo SA. We've been debating who will get the nod from the Collingwood Football Club. Will it be Frampton, Noble or Kruger? We all acknowledge that uh, Billy had a few more strings to his bow, even though I think I would have gone for Noble. Well, Craig McRae has been on with Andy and Andy, Andy and Gazy in Melbourne, and uh, he's given the nod to Frampton. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable to, to say to the footy world that uh, Billy Frampton will play. Wow. wow. And um, wow. gets an opportunity to come in. And, yeah, I told him yesterday afternoon. And, oh. um, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited for what Bill can do for us. He can play forward for us yeah. um, when need be. And he can go down back and play on, you know, you know the locks of Danaher and others. And, yeah. Um, and he can play second ruck. So it gives good flexibility in, in, in the team. So um, exciting for the young lad. What a story. Yeah, it's a ripper. And I always say it's my favourite saying, perseverance beats resistance every time. Wow. Well, Third you're club. genuinely shocked, or I mean, oh, no, I'm thinking of the story. I'm thinking it, yeah. of the storyline. This is a player who, when he was traded to Adelaide, Port Adelaide fans were saying, mm. "I'll be blunt." They were saying good riddance, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Then Adelaide moves him on. He gets the third chance at Collingwood, and he's going to be in a grand final lineup. Mm. What a story! It, it helps to be genetically blessed and in the right place at the right time. There's been an injury, but when you're 200 centimeters, Rooch. Oh, move over, he... Aaron Keating. <laughs> Billy Frampton's got hey, your beer. Well, Billy's got more to offer than Aaron, with respect. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You got the opportunity at the right time. Yeah. That is a great story. Life is all about uh, timing. Wow. So I would imagine, this is only a guess, the teams aren't out. You don't have to be Einstein. I, I would think that he'd probably go to Harris Andrews in a shutdown role because he's there marking in their intercept defender. Uh, whether Darcy Gardner plays or whether it's uh, Jack Payne, I, I would imagine. I may be wrong. Wow. Okay, look forward to this now. Yeah, this is right. mind-boggling to think how you get so many uh, knocks and finish up in a grand final yeah, side. Uh, good luck to him too. Yeah. Uh, wish him all the very best. A lot of text coming through, Rooch. Now, this is interesting. We spoke about Dan Houston and AJ liked it. Uh, I think it's uh, not a good look. I think it's bad. It's just we've moved on as a society. It's... Uh, Yes, we have. Yeah, um, Dan, and, and we did in 2010 as well, an AFL too. We'll get too. to that. Um, Linny has sent through a text saying, Dan was carrying on all night, shoving a glass into vision each time Butters and Rosie got a vote. Not the way a captain carries on. Because mm. uh, his name's been... Uh, yes. And, and society has moved on, Roach, uh, without being a wet blanket. You know, there was a time 30 years ago, whenever it was, you know, you pinch a lady on the bum, it was a compliment, now you end up in jail. As a Spaniard found out two weeks ago when he did do that to a Spanish female reporter on the street doing a live cross. Really? All caught on camera and police went after him, jailed him. And we saw what happened with the head of football for the Spanish women's team. Well, that was more than pinching someone on the back, so that was... Yeah. Well, was it? Well, you see, you could debate mm. that. I mean, but she didn't like it. I mean, and we to me, it was an emotional moment where well, it was, oh, I love you. You've just won our nation a trophy. Yeah, and yeah but that's... Been taken a different way, and then we go back to where we thought the AFL had sorted this in 2010 after the Brendan Favola moments at the Brownlow Medal. Where they said, That's point. it. No more alcohol will be served at the tables once the mm. cow begins and the telegast begins. All right, he wasn't the only one to do it, so we're not going to hang Dan yeah. Houston, but uh, yeah, it's just not funny anymore. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. Roach, here's yes. a text from Jeffrey. Says, just buy Kim a jar of Nescafe and tell him to keep the change. No, it'd be more appropriate to buy you a big carton of milk. Uh, no, it'd just be appropriate to buy the 13-year-old rouge. That would be the way to go. I didn't know there was a time limit on this. Oh, I told you before, it's not a house. You know, interest rates are going up. It's not easy to get a loan to buy these coffees. They are painful sometimes. Um, here's one. I think they're taking a risk playing Frampton. I think he gets lost a bit. Well, that's why he hasn't been out of consolidate. You'd be given multiple roles. He's going to get one of them right, surely. Uh, well... If it's a simple child, simple message, Harris Andrews. 
is a Tex. Hi, Rooch. Given it's grand final week, I was wondering if we could recap the 2007 grand final, a great September memory. <laughs> Thanks, Chris from Lockleys. Well, Chris, we can get the dying minutes if you want. You know, we what do you mean the dying minutes? Just play the first five and then it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> that's not, that's not drag this one out. You're going to put us through five minutes well, of it? Well, well, at least Port Adelaide fired a few shots in the first five minutes. Brad Ebert kept missing them, but they oh, fired I, a few I thought shot. you were making a comparison to 17 then. No. Just your no, statement. Hey, Rich, Died after five, Kim. Now, you hijacked this before. I was teasing Sorry. before the break, that, um, giving you time to think about something so you don't procrastinate. Uh, the passing of Ron Barassi, the talk associated with Ron, uh, how he should be honoured, and there's been a lot of talk about the Premiership Cup. This was Gil McLaughlin today, uh, just bringing us up to date, how they're going to possibly recognise Ron. Ron Brassi needs to be recognised. Uh, we've had a recommendation that's gone to the Commission and to the to the Presidents. Clearly the, the Barassi family are a very important part of that. We wouldn't push ahead without working through that process. Uh, we're in discussions with the family. They've had you know, it's a time of, of grieving and will we'll be announced at the right time and we obviously respect uh, that process. Is that recommendation Premiership evidence? Oh, we're, we're just going to work through. We'll, I think it's better we're announced when it's... Um, properly worked through. That reporter said, uh, will it be Premiership medals? Now, on Gary Lyon and Tim Watson this morning, they had renowned journalist, respected journalist, Mike Sheehan on. Uh, he and Gary Lyon were both talking about the fact they think the Premiership Cup should be named after Ron Barassi. We'll get your thoughts after this. I, I agree with the Premiership Cup carrying Barassi's name. I certainly don't like the idea of, of the do. Premiership medals being. I think that's who, where they're getting Who's going to say... How many one Barassi's Barassi's I've got, got a Barassi. No, not for me. No, so, okay, the cup. The I'll cup. The cup. And, and, and why Why would, if, if they're prepared to give, say, the Norm Smith medal and the John Coleman medal mm-hmm. an individualised, mm-hmm. Barassi's the biggest name of all. We're all agreed on that, 100%, are we not? 100%. All in agreement. Yeah. So. Be fantastic. I would hope that Gillen announces that on Saturday. Well, I don't know anything, but it sounds like the, those that are following the story or chasing the story suggesting it's leaning more towards the medals. But what do you think of the medal? Idea? I want the cup. Oh, well, I want the cup. I, my preference would be for, to play for the Barassi you? Trophy. Now, I reckon I'm reasonably balanced about most things, and I don't get caught up with the Victoria South Australia thing too much, but I heard Lee Matthews speaking a week ago. He made a lot of sense. It's a national competition. And uh, he's not for the Premiership Cup being called, named after Ron Barassi. Uh, national competition, too Victorian-centric. You need to think about the rest of the world. I think they answered their own question by saying there's already Norm Smith. There's already the John Coleman medal. I would be more comfortable with the medals being after Barassi. I'm happy to say I won a Barassi. That'd be great. But I think the Premiership Cup should be the Premiership Cup. Uh, it's not the VFL anymore. I rarely ever, ever say that. But it's not. So every award cannot be named after someone associated with the VFL. Mm, I disagree because right. I, I look at Ron Barassi as a man who actually was about Australian football, not Victorian football. He was a man who went Melbourne, Carlton, North Melbourne and importantly Sydney. And it, no matter where yeah, you well, were yeah, across well, well, from coast Three or four to, of those were all in Victoria, Rich. And he went where the money was too. But you go anywhere around Australia through his lifetime, he was known as a great Australian footballer. Oh, look, he is well-renowned. Um, my only I, question is, why didn't we do it earlier? Why do we always wait until people have died before we make these calls? Well, would you think about that with the Hall of Fame for me then, would you? <laughs> yeah, I've got your file. <laughs> There's a meeting next week. It's on a tissue.
Um, no, it's not. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on it. I know it's been touched on before, but uh, no, I don't think. I don't think every single award should be named after a Victorian when it's a national competition. I think he goes beyond Victorian history, Ron Brass. All right, so we'll get rid of the Coleman and make it the Ken Farmer nationally. Well, I would probably suggest there's probably even other names you could put to that one. We'll Angus make, Robertson in WA as well. We'll make some suggestions then. Austin Robinson, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm happy right. to revisit a lot of medals if you want, but I haven't got a problem with Ron Barassi being recognised. Uh, you can have your say. Send a text, 0427154166. Well, it can't be the Kim Dillon Cup because then Woodville West, Torrens, North Adelaide games would diminish into irrelevance. Who told you you were funny, Rich? Uh, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game with over $70,000. If you win it, take reach, would you? Uh, just shop in store at Beaumont's before November the 12th and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Uh, what's coming up at four o'clock, Reach? We are speaking to the great Shane Wakeland, ex-Collingwood, ex-St Kilda, ex-Port Adelaide Magpie. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Three minutes past four on a Wednesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. 18.1 degrees outside. Beautiful day. We love the support we get from IGA supermarkets. How the locals like it. We like the next guest we're about to chat to as well, Rich. He is the greatest Wakeland to have ever put on the boots. Well, he's the greenest one. Is he? Is he still riding a bike? That's I just, what I want to know. I just thought, I always say that about Daryl when I introduce him when we do footy together on AFL Well, Nation. it's easy to get confused between the two. Shane Wakeland played 252 games, Roach, three for Port Adelaide, 94 for St Kilda and 158 for Collingwood. Mm. He played in the last game where these two played in a grand final, Brisbane and Collingwood. Probably should have got a premiership medal the year before too. Yeah, they lost by 50 points in 2003. Shane Wakeland joins us now. Hello, Shano. G'day, Kimbo. G'day, Rook. How are we? Dear you sound now, just like your brother as well. <laughs> are you still riding a bike? Are you going? I thought, every... I, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd drop that South Australian accent. <laughs> no, this is a, a shame. Like obviously, I don't know <laughs> exactly. very well, it's and I've exactly. been working with Daryl for uh, years and misbehaving with yeah. him. This is spooky. Yes, you it you is. genuinely uh, sound. Exactly the and same. And you know what? Worse, Shane, is all those years you were on the tribunal. I thought it was Daryl. Well, I still am breach, yes. so um, uh, which I which I obviously enjoy. But um, no, Daryl's on his way over tomorrow. He's got to catch up with the O O four Premiership boys, and um, we'll we'll certainly take the time to uh, do a bit of reminiscing over the next couple of days. We're well, not picking him up on a bike, are you? Well, Roach, drop the no, bike, no. the joke, will you? Well, no, he's very <laughs> green orientated, Shane. Well, Many years ago, yes. Yeah, well, what do you want me to give him? 30 seconds to talk about how we can save the planet. Save the planet. Oh, yes. All it's right, Shane, get it out of the way or keep <laughs> nagging about it forever. No, I'm more. I'm. I'm looking forward to having a good chat about this weekend. Exactly. If we if we have to if we have to we can reminisce about O three. But um, <laughs> yes, we do a little bit. Uh, but they were. It was a great rivalry. You take us through two thousand and two and two thousand and three, and how good Brisbane uh, were back in those days, and uh, you as a developing side. Yeah, Kimbo. Look, O uh, two obviously is a more more positive memory. I mean, we. 
we come off the back of 01, mixed second year, 11 11, um, and then really found our groove in 02. And we actually beat Brisbane in, I think it was about round eight at Marvel. And that was probably one of those games where, as a young emerging group, a um, few older heads, we we really matured in the space of one game and had that belief that we could really match it with what, what was at the time the reigning premiers in Brisbane. And mm. I think from that point onwards, we just continue to grow in confidence. And, um, yeah, the famous first final um, against Port at Footy Park. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we get over the line and then suddenly, bang, we're, we're into a prelim final, uh, which ended up being against Adelaide. And we're one win away from a grand final. So we, we obviously and unfortunately come up against one of the great sides, you know, too. And, you know, don't tell me there's not luck in footy. Um, with, a, with an inch of luck, um, we do. We come away with a premiership medal in 02. But, um, and then 03, over the season, we, we had a ripping season, finished mm. second. People forget that we played Brisbane in the first final when we beat them at the MCG on a Friday night. Mm. Um, we got a lot of belief out of that, but, you know, it was just one of those grand finals in 03 where we just started poorly. We had a lot of guys down and, you know, the biggest probably psychological blow in the week up to that game was obviously with Anthony Rocker getting suspended for mm. striking lady in the prelim final. Well, of course, we played Port in the prelim final. Rocker gets rubbed out. If he wasn't the most important player, he's the second most important player behind Bucks. Yeah. And, yeah, it just changed, you know, our ball movement. Um, Brisbane were defensively incredible, as we all know. And But, look, I, I'm I'm a reasonably optimistic person. I look, I look back on 02 and 03 with just... Just wonderful memories. I mean, with an inch of luck, we, we could have stole one. Um, well, speaking we of luck, Shane, rocker, but yeah. we had Scott Burns in here last night. He was part of your team in 2002. And off here, he still insists that the rocker goal is a goal in the 2002 grand final, not a behind. Yeah. Well, we had our Collingwood Pass players annual dinner last Wednesday night. It was just one of those great, great football nights, 90 past players and it's the first time I've sat down with Anthony and um, mm. had a good chat to him. I was there with a couple of great mates and um, and he swears to this day that it was a goal mm. and every every forward knows when when the ball's going through and, it, and it's a goal and um, but anyway, that's part of footy folklore isn't it and um, that's what we love about our game and um, mm. Of course, I had to sit around in 04 and watch uh, watch Daryl pick up his premiership medallion. But we we've always sort of um, shared the ups and downs of both of our journeys. So that was an incredible day watching watching him go through that. But we, um, you know, one thing I reflect about in that that 02 and 03 group, and and I'm not sure um, whether, whether over time. Um, People have looked on how good a team that that O two and O three Collingwood side was from the point of view of, and I love this fact that O two we didn't have one All Australian in that side. Yeah, yeah. Bucks had missed a bit of footy. Yeah. O three the O three the following year we had three in Bucks. He obviously won the Brownlow. We had Chris Tarrant, and we had Jimmy Clement, who was one of the mm. most underrated players. You know, two time Copeland Trophy winner. So. 
and we were up against what will probably the great Brisbane side, which will probably have eventually seven, eight, maybe nine Hall of Famers, AFL Hall of Famers, and that's that's the true measure of a champion side. But you know, it it doesn't it <laughs> it doesn't stack up to much at the end of the day. But um, they're great memories, and all you can ask is to get get the best out of every individual and certainly Mick did that with us over that over that two year period. And you got the most out of yourself as well. Two hundred and fifty two goals. You talk about controversial moments in the Rocker goal. Well, you know, Liver still says he kicked his. Wayne Harms still says it was in. Uh, that's what we love about footy as you said. Hey if we can go back even further, you had the three games at Port Adelaide, you ended up at St Kilda. Uh, you had seven years there and ninety four games. Uh, back in the day, they were much maligned as a party club. Uh, culturally, mm. was it mm. much difference or an eye-opener when you went to Collingwood? Well, it was. Um, you know, the big thing that stood out to me at St Kilda, um, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, mm. and I was able to, to experience the stability at Collingwood. Um, mind you, that came off a, a pretty ordinary 10-year stretch from the 90 Premiership. Um, But just the massive amount of support. um, Mm -hmm. The supporters are so unique. Um, As a player, you draw so much confidence from that. Mm -hmm. There was a a real pride from the the members and the supporters. Um, Opposition teams would probably call it arrogance, but there was a real uh, sense of pride in their football club. Um, And um, but from a culture point of view, that, that was very much a new journey for the club with Mick coming in and a new group of players. Um, but certainly from an administration point of view, you, you drew a lot of confidence from the leadership of Eddie. Um, and that, that was certainly at the start of what we know now as a great football club. Looking back at the Saints, I think they were un, um, unfairly maligned. I mm, mean... Ooh, okay. You know that that's unfortunately the thing of of carrying the legacy of um, what ultimately was a twenty year period in the doldrums, um, mm. financial challenges, clubs um, the club supporters lose a little bit of hope. Um, there's negativity that creeps in, and and I, I guess when I reflect on it, one of the biggest challenges that St Kilda's always had is good people have always left under acrimonious circumstances mm. and um, they're hard decisions when you've got to let people leave, whether they're executives, whether they're board members or whether they're players, but there's a right and wrong way to do it. And I think the big thing, I had a wonderful six, seven years and as did Daryl and played in a couple of uh, final series, um, had a reasonable amount of success from a win-loss point of view during that period. But I think they were unfairly maligned. And, mm. um, but maybe years before, maybe maybe back with the Roberts and um, Barker days. Yeah, maybe, maybe. yeah, I think there was certainly a legacy of that. I, sure. just, it was... I said to someone the other day, I said, the facts are Collingwood have won, more, won one more premiership than St Kilda mm. since 1958. Uh, good point. Hey, you may not be aware, but uh, Craig McRae's been on radio on SEN and he's announced who's coming into the side. It's Billy Frampton. If he'd had the choice between Noble, Kruger and Frampton, which way would have you gone? Yeah, I would have gone with Frampton. I mean, uh, I thought Harris Andrews' game 
last week yep. was mm. was one of his better ones, and he's obviously changed his role from more of a deep play on the best forward to take the second or third best forward. Yep. So I think if Frampton can play a bit more of a defensive uh, forward role, taking pressure off my check, and if Harris Andrew can come away with a, a ten possession type game. I think that's a really important role Frampton can play. And if there's an early injury, um, obviously down back um, gives it a little bit more um, backup. And mm. then obviously uh, Collingwood pl- um, play the two ruckmen. So you know, strange things happen on Grand Final day, don't they? You can Do see they? that with the yeah. '97 Do and '98 Adelaide Grand Finals. But um, yeah, I think that's a it's probably a safe selection. Um, and I think, you know, if you look at Brisbane's real strengths, I mean, Harris Andrews' uh, ability to drop off and, and take those intercept marks is arguably um, the launch pad of their counteract and counterpunch um, game plan. So, yeah. Makes sense. All right. Uh, a selection by how much and who wins the Norm Smith medal? Uh, pies by 23 points. Um, I just think. I just think there's a sense of maturity about Dugowie. I think if he can mm. win a Norm Smith on grand, grand final day, I think it might be not the full stop on his career, but it, it certainly elevates him um, into that echelon. He's really genuinely become an A-grader this year, but he was very good against GWS last week. Um, but I think if he can produce um, on Saturday... Um, then he starts to really um, get the respect that maybe maybe has. Um, does he deserve it? Yeah, well, I think he's finally maturing. We're, we're quick to write off young players. and yep. um, I'm wrapped for him. I'm, I'm wrapped for it that he's had a great year and hopefully can finish it off on Saturday. All right, Pies by 23 and Dugowie for the Norm Smith. I like it, but I think Josh Dunkley will be in his hip pocket. It'll be a tough day at the office. Shane, I really appreciate your time. If this is really Daryl and you're just playing a trick on us, it still worked and it's still appreciated. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Enjoy great the grand Kimbo. final. Oh, good luck, Shane. Thanks, Ruth. See you, Shane. There we go. You don't want to that ask another happened. green question, do that you? That could happen. Well, that's the way to test it out. Oh, is that the logic, is it? Yes. Oh, there's always a reason, isn't there? <laughs> Fair dinkum. IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 421, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Uh, some news came out in the last 15 minutes, Roots. Uh, the Cup presenters have been announced. Peter Moore, who is always remembered for his reaction in losing five grand finals, yeah, will have huge, the honour of presenting the Premiership Trophy, if it is won by Collingwood. To, to his, his son. Collingwood son, his captain. Mm. And if it is Brisbane, the man who did the three-peat, Lee Matthews, will present the cup to the winning Lions. That's right. the way it plays. And while we're talking of coaches, yes. so Adam Kingsley, coach of the year, as chosen by his peers. James Raleigh, assistant coach of the year. Mm-hmm. And perhaps having Chris Scott at Geelong say come home. You're saying that's why Chris Scott was in Adelaide today? Even though he's from here. Giving yeah. you a hint. Catching up with an old friend. And also in the development category of 
Awards handed last night. Congratulations to Michael Godden and Mark Williams for sharing Development Coach of the Year. Yeah, second year for Godsey, yep. so well done to all involved. A uh, number of texts coming through, Roots. Didn't you two have a bet on the crowd numbers? Port yes. VWS Thank game. You. That's from Dracos. Three coffees on it. Uh, I let him off the hook, Dracos. So I backed in the Port Faithful and they delivered. I said it to be over 45,000. It was 45,500, 45, mm. I think. Well done. So. Theoretically, it should be 16, but I've left it at 13 in regards to that. Uh, AJ says, yep, Kimbo, I've had a rethink, and you're probably right. There's a time and place for letting your hair down, and the brown layer probably isn't the right place. Wait till you win the premiership, then really give it a shake. AJ, I'm with you there, or do it when you kick on afterwards, not when kids are watching it. Uh, John go. After the brown light, John Platten. Uh, caught up with uh, Rue and Mike Dobbin from McGain Real Estate. Ooh. Yeah. They brought Leanne a few cocktails. She threw them up. Disgraceful. <gasps> Back of the hotel room. Look, she was drinking responsibly. The worst drinker ever. She shouldn't be a Dylan. Right. Um, if Shane is on the tribunal, he should give Roach weeks for getting him mixed up with Daryl. Baz from Com. That's easy to do. Yeah, you did do that for years, didn't yeah. you, Roach? Uh, gents, I think it would be cool that the medal that the Premiership players received is called the Barassi. That's from Chris. I agree with that one. I love the idea of the Barassi Cup. Uh, the Premiership Cup is a tad boring. The NFL trophy is called the Lombardi Trophy yes. after the great Greg May Packers coach. No one has an issue with it. It's romantic. Joe from Camden Park. Speaking on behalf of the world, Joe, are you? No one has an issue with it. Lee Matthews does. The Ron Barassi Trophy is perfect. Just like the NFL have the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Andrew from Woodville South. I appreciate all the input. Just name a stand after him. Gee, they'll be running out of stands. That's fair enough, too. They well, stay forever. Yeah. There's a lot of other trophies that don't have names. The World uh, Cup doesn't have a name at FIFA, does it? Used to be the Jules Rimet trophy. Now it's just the World Cup. Need to go to a break, Rooch. Um, here's one to finish on. Uh, what are they going to name after Rucci? Probably, no. Probably the clangor of the year. Stop that. Yeah, well, after three questions on greens and bikes, yeah, I think that's Good right. Good to know our guest. Now, speaking of coaches. No. You don't want to know about coaches? No. Okay. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. That wasn't me, Rich. Who was whistling? Was that you? Not I. 17. Not high. <laughs> Not high. 17.8 degrees outside. Big thank Ooh. you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Here's a text. I like the cup just being called the Premiership Cup. All right. If you want a name to it that is truly of Australian football from coast to coast, make it Hayden, Be- Hayden Bunton Senior. WASA Victoria. Yeah. You nearly did Humphrey B. Bear then, didn't you? No, I was going to do Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say it had to be named about someone. I yeah. just thought that in a national competition, every honour is named after a Victorian player. Yeah, well, someone from the VFL. And Button Senior is perfect then. All right. Well, there you go. Throw that one out there. Here's a show. I would like to see Rucci do a two-hour show inebriated. It would be an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen who that. Oh, that's from Ethel. Good oh, on you, Ethel. Ethel. Love you. 
Uh, afternoon, boys. Rucci, do you think Port will look at new church from the Crows in the off-season? Cheers, Mark. No, I don't think so. No, I no, don't think so don't either. Think so. Appreciate that, though, Mark. Uh, Frankie Evans should have been getting a game and yes. get one in my eyes before new church. Uh, Rucci, what's happening in the world of basketball? Well, in local basketball, you love your coach, don't you? And together with the advertiser, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There's a prize pool including cash, merchandise and NBL experiences worth more than $10,000 for your local club, your coach and you. Plus, if you register to play Supercoach, you get the chance to win a bonus $2,500. So go to iCanWin.com.au for all the details. Entries are closing on Thursday, September 28th. That's it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Get out and do some shopping yeah. today and tomorrow. Hey, just quickly, SEN's AFL Grand Final Day partner is Cobram Estate. Premium Australian Extra Virgin Oil and OMF. Big, big spring sale is on now. Tune in on Saturday from 1pm right here on SEN. David Wildey coming up next. We're going to talk about the Premiership Cup or the Brassy Cup, the umpires, should they get the stats. The Sandfall, he called another grand final. It's a record in the world. And, uh, and his grand final tip. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We love Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. We're pretty keen on Hyundai as well. The all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Quick text says, boys, all the talk at Alberton is that no one is going out the door and everyone is coming in during the trade period. Oh. I have trouble with that. Someone in capital letters, then in brackets, significant, is leaving. That's from Lindsay. Yeah, it has to be. Well, you've, got to give, to be. you've got to give something to get something. Yep. All right, uh, let's have a chat to our uh, Well, next... we got something over the trade period last year, didn't we? We got the big David Wildey. Oh, we did. Yes, yeah. yes. We in uh, we, we wooed him over. There was three first-round draft picks from the AA. It cost us a lot, I yeah, know. Yeah, Former North yeah. Adelaide star, co-host of Sports Day USA, and great commentator on AFL Nation. Yes. The Big Willie joins us now. Hello, David. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Rooch. How are you? Now, we've got to be quick today because Rooch has to do an Amy Clanger. Yeah, so we've got up a few. On Tuesday. Yeah, yes, you what? I stuffed up on Tuesday. Could someone yeah. log that and keep that recording, please. <laughs> All right, we've got four topics for you. Uh, the Premiership Cup. Okay. Should it be the Premiership Cup or should it be the Barassi Cup? Or is everything named after Victorians? No, Premiership Cup for mine. You can, you can, Ronald Dale, mm. I think there's many things you can do for him. He's, he's well known, he's revered, but I. I think you've got to recognise all of Australia, Kimbo, not just Victorian. He made his name in Victoria, wonderful man, a bit like Curls over here and mm. Teddy Witten, but I'd say leave the Premiership Cup as is. I love you. All right, let's get on to the umps and stats, Rooch. Now, the Brownlow medal caused a fair bit of controversy, David. Would you give the umpires stats so they do not make the howlers they made this year? Mm. Um, I think they, apparently, they used to have them and then they haven't had them recently, but Look, I think that's all in the the mystique. They they got a lot right too, Roots. They got mm, a few wrong. Yep. But it's just like um, you look at the Herald Sun, an SEN award, uh, uh, another paper award, the Age of the Australian. You could have five different winners in that, and they could all finish in the top ten in the in the Brownlow Medal. Look, Lockie Neal, as Lockie Neal said, he probably shouldn't. Well, he shouldn't have got votes that round. But there's other rounds he thought perhaps he could have. Yeah, yeah but look I at Draker in the last yeah, yeah. three three rounds. Um, he got. 
he got robbed. A few of them got robbed, so that's part of it. No, I understand it's part of it, but I think if you've got the tools, why not supply them? Because um, I think they're at a definite disadvantage. They've got enough on their plate, so it's not going to hurt, and they won't be governed by who gets the most touches still. Uh, I think if you've got the information, mm. give it to them. It helps them. They've got enough on their plate. Hey, you commentated, now I can't keep up with it, the Sample Grand Final. How, uh, you've got a world record. How many in a row is it? Uh, 35. Wow. 35 years you have not missed a Sample <laughs> Grand Final. That is staggering. Yeah, I'm a bit like you, Kim. And I've, I've been involved down the Sample for 46 years of playing and started in under-19s in 78 and been right through to to now, but that, a lot of luck, as I said, you've got to be lucky that you've got to, a that you're with a you know a broadcaster that um, that does it. That's one of the reasons I come over to SN as well. They promised me that I could do the Sandville Grand Final as well as AFL. But yeah, a lot of luck involved, and it's just gone like that. I mean, I can remember Roots being a young reporter yeah. writing the New York Times over there, mm-hmm. and uh, it just things. Time just goes like that, but Willie, really Willie, it's not a "this is your life." I was just making a statement that you've done quite a few. Well, of them. Almost, I wanted a comment it on almost the... is, It almost <laughs> is my life. That's the thing. Well, well, said, well, well said, David. Yeah, dig up Terry Willis. Oh, no, what is his name? Don't uh, let Mike Willis. Well, I just thought maybe <laughs> I, I've great respect for David. Maybe he would talk about the game and you know how good Glenelg were. Mm, they were good. Oh well, yeah. We we asked the only question we asked was how how many have I done. Um, the game in itself, Kim, the first half, I thought, was pretty scrappy. Glenelg, the clear mm. winner there. They, they just had a bit more polish. Sturt made a charge, but they couldn't kick straight 2-8 in the last quarter. And Glenelg were clearly the better side. And there's never a stage when I felt they were going to get overrun. I think quarter time, 3-3 three, three to two points. And when you got a guy like Hosey, McBean didn't really figure, but he's still a wonderful player. And you got Luke Reynolds and... and the, Eight of the best ten players in the ground would have been Glenelg. And I thought the young lad Lyons, Jared Lyons' brother, very stiff not to have won the, the Jack Odie. He, he hurt his leg in the second half, but he had a massive game. Snook had 28 possessions, 16 tackles, things like that, and Hosey kicked 6-1. Here's the difference. But the thing I find hard to believe, it's only Glenelg's sixth premiership in and Roots and all that. Yep. With all the good sides they've had over the True. years. That's remarkable. True. All right, Big Willie, I've known you a lifetime, and I categorically can say you are a very, very astute tipster. And I don't say that lightly. That is genuine. You have proved it year after year for decades. Um, grand final, who wins? How much? Norm Smith medal. Yeah, well, I, I've been pretty strong with you guys the last two months, Collingwood. Mm. I'll stick, and I said Collingwood, Brisbane. Um, actually, back Brisbane, gamble responsibly. You'll be, be wary what you're gambling with at the start of the year. But I think Collingwood, I've just... McStay's a massive out for them. Brisbane's mm. record at the G, not good. And I know Collingwood have lost the last five or six to uh, to Brisbane. But mm. I just feel that they've got the players when, when needed. You know, whether it, be, whether it be a pen or be the Dacos boys or Dugowie or Chris or anyone coming through, they can make that effort. And they're going to have a lot of support there. Margin? I'm, I'm not going to wave. I, I'm, I'm going Collingwood to win by... Uh, maybe 17 points. 17 points. Norm Smith. by 17. Normie. Um, yeah, I know Dugowie's going to get... Dunkley will get Dugowie, yep. I think. So I, I think. think Dunkley can do a reasonable job on him. I, I'd be surprised, seriously, if Nick Dacos has a, another massive game. The young fella's as good as it gets. He's not overawed by an occasion. I don't think he'll get a hard tag. I think they've really got to stop Dugowie. 
So I'll go Dacos. He's probably the favourite to win it, but I think he could win it. Yeah, okay. I like it. I think Dunkley will go to Dugowie as well. They'll let Nick Dacos go head-to-head with Lockie Neal and may the best man win. Uh, yeah. Uh, good yeah. chat, Willie. So you're going Collingwood 17 points, Nick Dacos for the Normie. Um, appreciate your time uh, right throughout the year. Hopefully we'll keep talking to you. Uh, yeah, have a great day. Say good day to Gail for us. What? <laughs> Well, thanks, thanks, David. I thought I was going ahead. This is my life. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Hey, we're more than happy to do that. Yeah. Well, we can do, you, do it segment by segment, week wanna, by week. Do you want to host it, do you? Yeah, I would. I'd love to. Would you? I'd love to well, know David's story. Speak to Hutchie then and get a little show. You right, were yeah. going to do a show like that, like Conversation yes. with Cornsey, weren't yes. you? What was it going to be for you? Ramblings with the Root. Well, there's a title. I like that. You could be executive producer. Um, now, last Tuesday, you forgot what? Well, I had a clangor in not remembering the Amy Clanger yesterday. Oh, I did yesterday, the Amy Clanger on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, and true. the Amy Clanger is based on mm. the clangor of the week, which may have come from this very studio because everywhere you walk around Adelaide, oh, here we go. This is people are this using is their fingers, taking it. off their socks and counting their toes. So we went to the ultimate source yep. of all data. Here it is. Hey, Siri. Hi there. Need your help. How many years is it since the 2004 AFL Grand Final? It was 19 years ago. There you are. She's an it's idiot. Da- Oi! <laughs> <laughs> it's the way you phrased it. I'm going to ask her differently. Well, Chris Scott says... You didn't talk to, to Chris Scott. 20th... You, made out, you were texting today, making out you're having a coffee with him. That was big noting. <laughs> he went to the 20th year reunion of the 2003 Premiership side. So he's expecting next year to be Port Adelaide's 20th anniversary of their 2004 premiership side. So it's 20 years since Brisbane. I think Rebecca Madden is smarter than all of you. And uh, it's really? 20 years since they played a grand final. Yep. Really? Do your credit. Well, that's it. All thanks to Amy. They look after you when there <laughs> so are you clangers. Didn't, you didn't forget. We just loaded no, it in. You did. I knew, had to get I rid of this. Because when you get in early and yes. then you sneak in the studio yeah. and you close the door. And what about Bumfluff Benny? I looked him in the eyes. I said, something's going on. He's going, oh, no, no, no. He's just getting some stuff on Jeff Motley. Yes, yes, it's I know. It's 19 years. No, it's the 20th year. 19 years since 2004. Year. It's the 20th year. It is not. Roach. Yes. Let's go on to something more interesting. Right. Um, there's been a lot of talk and conjecture about the Brownlow voting and whether the umpires should see the stats or not. It was interesting going back to round 21 when Roaming Brian uh, went down in the rooms when Brett Rosebury had just officiated in his 500th game and they'd just finished doing the Brownlow voting. Just tell us briefly how the Brownlow system works. When you when you finish the game, you come into the rooms, and then what happens? Yeah, so we've just completed the Brownlow then. Uh, four field umpires come together. We just work through um, all the two team, team sheets, and we sort of pluck out some players that we think had a great influence on the game, what we thought. Yep. And then pretty much from there, we probably had about five or six players. And then it's pretty much a process of elimination between the four of us. Bit of debate, who you think why that person should get three over that person and really just take our time and hopefully get the right order. When was the last time you made a mistake as an umpire? Oh, probably, <laughs> probably tonight, VT. Uh, make mistakes all the time, but I guess the, the key is trying to make a mistake and it looks right. Mm. So that's how it works. So it, it, And that's why I say they have so much on their minds. But can we just say the top six in the Brownlow were the same top six in the Coaches Award 
but not in that different order. order. Yeah. yeah, different yeah. order. Yeah. So, um, Ray Chamberlain uh, was asked on Jared Waitley this morning mm. uh, if having the data would help them with the voting. I think what it does do is depending on how you then utilise data, right? So I get really annoyed when people go, oh, that's the data, so that's it. No, it, it, that gives you a reference point, Mr Lazy. Oh. Go and check that data. Now let's unpack it and have an actual look and do the eye test and all of that sort of stuff, right? So it, it's not just predicated on that, but it does give you a reference point to go back and just do an audit over what did you think you saw and let's just challenge that actually. In relation to the, the process and the award itself and how we go about it, um, that statistical data there, one at 30, one at 24, one at 29, right? That won't make the difference on anything. Yep. But it, is give, it just gives you another bit of information to have a discussion around. So in future, when you're finished and your brethren, your future brethren go into the room, would you like them to have the champion data readout to sit with the ballot paper as they go to fill things out. Yeah, and I reckon, from my perspective, having only done it 381 times, um, as opposed to those out there online who've never done it, I, I, I would like there also to be a bit around, okay, let's have the discussion first. Let's, let's start the chat. And we do that throughout the game. Yeah. I think they should have it. Uh, and uh, I like what he said there. Uh, it doesn't dictate who gets the votes, uh, but... It's a good cross-reference, and I don't think Jason Horn francis would have been getting, if they'd sat down there and had the stats, getting three Brownlow votes. Let's add in another one. I'd like to check every time there was a medal presented at the end of a match, like there was at the showdown, how that influences the umpires as well. Oh, well, you've got a theory that they stayed on the ground after the Jordan Dawson one for the second showdown. Well, that was controversial, wasn't it, about mm. voting for Jordan Dawson, then they given him three Given the stats, I think it's pretty simple. Let him have it. What about him getting in his high chair, Mr. Lazy? Oh, Mr. Potato Head. Um, (laughs) Right. uh, You want to hear from Hodgie as to whether he thinks the Lions can break their MCG hoodoo? Let's hear him. As I mentioned before, we had doubt. We had doubt because of our losses in in 11 and 12. And um, were were we really a good good enough team? Um, you, you You get told that, oh, you're wasted. Wasted talent, having uh, finished on top a couple of years in a row, uh, not being able to, to succeed. You start to believe that. And I think you look at the Lions. Are they believing about their record? Like, they're 1-8 and eight since 2019 uh, at the MCG. Are they believing that, even though they won a final last year? They should have beaten Melbourne in round 17 this year. It's those little things that, as a playing group, you need to talk about and have belief that you can, you can conquer it. The MCG form, the finals form... Um, they've grown a, a long way, but the only way you conquer those is by talking about it and understanding that we're a better team than what we've been in the past, and that's why we're going to win this week. I think mm, the form against Melbourne was good enough, even though they didn't win. I don't think it's an issue now. Uh, the crowd, well, that's another story. Uh, here's a text, Roach, an interesting one. Hi, gents, with Nathan Bassett gone from Port Adelaide. Any chance of Stuart Jew joining the coaching team? If not, what names are you hearing? That's from Matt. I would love Dewey to come yeah, back. Yeah, you've Port been Adelaide. hot on that one. For the I, I think he's a ripper. The latest name being thrown around is Jacob Surgeon from North Adelaide. That's the latest name being put out there, that mm. Jacob Serger would make the return to mm. Alberton where he was a player development coach and joined the coaching panel at Port. It's very rare that I'm on the uh, losing side here, but uh, Henry from Melbourne, who I thought was a good friend of mine, says, oh. hey, Siri, absolute classic, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't agree with it. It's the way it was phrased. Oh, uh, oh here we go. So how many years is it since last year's I'm grand not going final? there. I'm not going there. It's two years ago. Two years uh, ago. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, I don't want to blaspheme. Yes. So I'll say, my goodness, Razor right. today, he's an idiot. Called his partner Babe and also said, bro. Uh, yeah, since doing the uh, hair transplant, I, I don't know, it might have done a bit of damage, uh, Roach. I'm not sure. Mm. Jeremy Howe was oh. on AFL 360 last night. He's a good player. He is a very entertaining player. Um, I won't put you under pressure. What did Melbourne get for him? Oh, no, I can't remember. Because that was in the days when they were struggling, wasn't it? Yeah, can't remember what that trade was. But hasn't he been calling whatever it was? And plus all the bad luck he's had with injury. Oh, um, he's been an absolute ripper. Yep. Uh, he was on AFL 360 last night talking about what a grand final glory would mean to him. Like 2018 feels like a lifetime ago. Um, you know, I was 28 and that's probably, you know, a seasoned AFL player at that stage. But for me, I'm 33. Um, you know, Sidey's 32, Pendle's 39. But, <laughs> but look, I think just at the, I know I'm at the back end of my career, uh, the way the things kind of unfolded at the start of the season to be able to get back, to be able to jump back into a side that was going really well the way that the fans have jumped on board and made the experience so enjoyable for us especially. And, um, yeah, it just means the world. I feel like the enjoyment that my family gets from the experience as well. Um, they put in just as much sacrifice as what we do as athletes and it can be selfish at times. And I just, I know Lockie would be the same. You'd love to, to get the ultimate, to repay the faith in a lot of people that support you along your journey. So hopefully that's the case. You just feel like he'd be a wonderful player to play with. Uh, I think we've got time to squeeze this in. Phil Davis, former Crow and captain of GWS. Here's his prediction for the grand final when he was with Jared Whateley this morning. You know, I look at Collingwood, I just think they're so hardened and ready. So two close finals, plus they've been well recovered. You know, they sort of had two weeks into the qualifying final, great game against Melbourne. Two weeks off against us, really close game. And now an eight-day break and at home. So to me, they're in a really, really terrific spot. While you sort of compare that to Brisbane, who've had equal rest, but sort of five, six goal wins sort of in both of their games. And I wonder how that's going to work. Probably less draining on the legs, but also I think the grand final will be close if Brisbane can, can match Collingwood's transition game. That to me is where the game will be won. We, not, we all know Brisbane's record at the MC, I mean, Brisbane's record at the MCG, sorry. And Collingwood's record at the MCG is obviously uh, the inverse of that. So Collingwood love the space. They love the transition. While Brisbane, you know, they've got such a dominant midfield team and they play such a forward half game. It's going to be a really big game. And can they can Collingwood absorb that midfield pressure and get their transition turnover game going and really put pressure on the Brisbane's back on? Mm, word inverse then, very good word. I shouldn't have asked, but I said, what was the trade deal oh, for Jeremy? I've just Hill? got a headache. Uh, Benny's put it up on the screen. So now. it involves Adelaide, Port Adelaide, Collingwood and Melbourne. Well, Paul, let's oh, let, let's say we've got one minute, Roach. Uh, Adelaide gave pick 32, which ended up being Bonner and received Paul Seedsman. So that's uh, okay for Adelaide. Pies gave Seedsman and Ben Kennedy and received Jeremy Howe. Melbourne gave Jimmy Tumpus to Port and Howe to Pies. Um, receive. I, I think a quick snapshot, I received Kennedy still typing up yeah. there. I think Collingwood won. Collingwood won, definitely. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, and sorry to the Tump, we love you dearly. And uh, Ben Kennedy and Seedsman was good. Adelaide got some mileage there. Sad ending that one. Yeah. Poor uh, Seedsman. All right, we're nearly done, Rich. Mm. Got about a minute to go. Uh, who we got on the show tomorrow, Benny? We got uh, Siri's on tomorrow. Uh, is she? Yeah. yeah well, I was going to give her a talking to. I tell you. <laughs> well, Henry sent a text. He said, "Still love you, Kimbo. Henry in Melbourne. Love you more, Henry. <laughs> uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Then I uh, tomorrow night I fly over to Melbourne, Rich. Yeah, thank you. Just thought I'd tell you that. Right. Okay, that's there's all right. A, there's a grand final on. That's right. The team will stay behind you. We'll do all the hard work. Get the show right. ready for Friday. Envy, envy is the worst sin. Deadliest sin. Well, all right. Deadliest be more sin. dramatic if you want. Yeah, <laughs> just watch. My eyes could kill at the moment. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Good night.